Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you right now. Uh, by the way, Brendan Ulrich, who's in studio with is your mic uh, now up and running? You got that thing out? I've noticed that uh, up, Hugh yeah. Porter's gone a little quiet here since uh, uh, the way <laughs> yeah. we're one game away from having Hugh take us out. Before uh, the series, he said, make sure you mention the bet on the show. And then I haven't heard from him since. All right. So we're mentioning the bet on the show. Uh, you and me are splitting a night out with you. <laughs> well, has uh, you actually confirmed that yet? Well, don't worry. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he texted me to confirm. So well, there we go. So we need one Can't more wash. We need one more Washington win. Uh, this is uh, Tuesday. That means Mark Spector is in studio. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. How many times did I lose our annual bet on me getting below 215 back in the mid-1990s? Oh, uh, good four or five years in a row. I finally took mercy on you. Yeah. I just remember we'd be playing media hockey and uh, Roy Stasiak would show, would show up and uh, take a scale out of his hockey bag, toss it to the ground in front of you and say, time for the bet, Bob. <laughs> and I'd come in about 219, 220 yeah, every year. Yeah, 20 bucks uh, a year. That's good. I never even, that's like tax-free money too. I like that part. Yeah, well, you know. Unless I you could count on it every year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're reinforcing the uh, image people have of cheap sports writers, by yeah, the way. Just stoked about winning your $20 Who bet. Who doesn't want free money? Yeah, well, uh, I was free money back in the day. <laughs> Some guests on the show received gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations downtown, south side and north side. By the way, I'd be very happy to be at 220 now. Uh, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 7804960063. They've got Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bow Bice, June 29th, Nazareth, greatest Scottish rock band of all time, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at lettersnow at 630chad.com. And uh, text us, and that's where we're going to go next, to our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. All right. Uh, Bob, what do you think about Gerard Gallant putting Reeves out on the ice at the end of the game? Is that classless also? What do you think about Oshie's hit on Miller? Gallant called it an elbow, but it looked clean. Uh, That's the Peter Forsberg play. That TJ Oshie made. Peter Forsberg used to lean back into players when sure. he knew that, right? There he, I mean, Miller's coming in to hit him, right? And he didn't expect the little dog to bite back, right? That's fine. Yep. I love that reverse hit for a smaller player. You got to protect yourself. Um, Did he not break his nose? I, I, he might have. 
He, yeah, and Miller stopped on the play too. Like it stopped oh. him, and that created the space to get the five-two goal for oh, Campy. He was. I mean, there's another one that you got to question concussion protocol. You know, he took a shoulder in the nose bad enough to perhaps break it and didn't miss a shift. If uh, the Knights want to be tough guy dopes, you bury them. There's a difference between playing tough hockey and being an idiot. The Knights crossed that line last night. Well, and, and that used to happen all the time, man. Yeah, this but, is. You know, it makes us sound old, Bob. But when people refer to what happened last night as a team getting out of hand at the end of a game or you know running around I mean that's not that doesn't make it if that's running around that doesn't get you 10 meters down the track in 1987 right that's not running around a couple of cross checks big deal I mean the 1991 it was insane back then. Between and, and Edmonton and Calgary, I mean, the, the Oilers had won in 90. I mean, no. you had the last, you know, you've lost four Stanley Cup champions playing in the 1991 playoffs. It was James Kahn and Rollerball on ice from the mid-1970s. Like, yeah, it was McNabb, last man was standing hockey. Game stuff. No country for old men hockey. Yeah. Mark, remember Nessie's elbow on Rick Natras during that series? Oh, what a thing of absolute beauty. You know, yeah, that's a... I mean, Mess would have missed a lot of games today playing like that. Well, he did a lot of things that were cheap. I mean... He did. And, man, I loved him for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Special <laughs> player. <laughs> Saying that, the cheapest elbow of all time, Mark, and it was an awesome elbow, <laughs> the best elbow of all time, the mother of all elbows, remains Pavel Bury on Shane Churla. Like, Shane Shirley went in, and Dallas and Vancouver playing in the playoffs, and he took a healthy run at Burry when Burry was already down, mm-hmm. and Burry stalked him as he went up the ice. And we all know how fast and explosive Pavel Burry could be. Yeah, gave it back. And Shirley never saw it coming, and he knocked him the blank out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... Shirley was a very, very tough man, too. He could take a punch. Oh. Uh, after Vegas whining about the calls they missed, uh, uh, it should have been a two-minute call for Neen in the neutral zone. Never called that one either with Miller uh, hitting one of the Washington players. So there, there's. do you think Vegas has been whining? Gerard Gallant's been whining a bit? This uh, is, that's what coaches get paid to do, Bob. They get paid to whine. They get paid to make sure the refs know that they think they're getting shorted. I mean, that's just part of the deal. Whining? It's not whining. All right. It's, it's uh, coaching. Yeah. We're going to talk a bit about coaching moves, but I just want to throw a hypothetical. So again, Gil Scott represents both Bruce Boudreaux and yeah, Barry Trotz. He represents a whole way. He represents uh, Todd McCullen, I believe. He uh, used to. Most of the he NHL used to. Coaches. No longer does. He, well, at one time he represented... He did this contract. At, at one time he represented Peter Shirelli. Yeah, in, he's the management... He does those it guys. It makes sense. See, just for our listeners, the one thing that the PA has, you know, if... If five owners get together and say, okay, nobody pay more than $4 million for a right winger this summer, it's called collusion and they go to court and they, you know, it's a big deal. But when five agents get together, in fact, the entire National Hockey League Players Association basically can run this show and make sure that everybody makes a certain number, that's okay. Like it's an unfair playing field. So what I'm getting at is as coaches, it behooves the coaches to have an agent or two who know what all the coaches are making, right? right? And and that's exactly what Gil Scott does. He knows what everybody makes, so he knows who's getting a fair deal, who's not. Well, Gil uh, does an event every year, um, three, a couple nights before the draft, and... Uh you know, I know some guys that might have been at one of them last year. Yes. And so the two headline coaches that were there, Bruce Boudreaux and Barry Trotz. So somebody asked me, well, Barry Trotz is going to go to Minnesota to replace Bruce Boudreaux. 
Uh, because you have the Paul Fenton connection. I'm not 100% sure of that. that that's well, I would a- think Min- uh, Minnesota should probably fire Bruce Boudreaux first. Yeah. Right. If if they're going to do that. I haven't missed this. They didn't fire him, right? No, no. Just no. just the Islanders have fired them. Yeah, that's gun. what I'm saying. So yeah. this, the, no one, like, there's no love, uh, how would I say this? Trotz would walk in and take that job. If Bruce Boudreaux wasn't sitting in the desk, I don't think it's fair to say to start talking to Barry Trotz and say, hey, you know, we haven't fired your buddy yet, but will you take the job and then we'll fire your buddy? It doesn't work that way. All right. Uh, out of Slave Lake, Alberta, fine community. Bob just watched the messy hit on Natris. Uh, thanks for the mention and pointing me in that direction. Holy pretty dirty. Really dirty. Uh, out of Slave Lake, that's not even one of his top five dirty elbows. One elbow. of the hardest uh, elbows he ever threw was on a Russian player. Vladimir Kobin. He was yeah, the Russian Kobin. tough guy. Yeah, well, he was coming up from behind his net. Wasn't and, that tough uh, after that hit? And Messier hit him full force on with an elbow and just tore his whole head open. From the home of uh, Russ Houston, Provost, Alberta. Uh, <laughs> Washington has been the more physical team in three straight rounds, and no team has pushed back. You want to beat them, the Knights have to start attacking the Caps. The most physical team is now full of Russians, Europeans, and Americans. That says all you need to know about where hockey has went. Well, wait a sec here. Wait a sec. Canada, best on best, has won the last two Olympics. We could have two teams that could win. We have more skill now than ever before. We've evolved to be better. Well, but I think I think what I get from that text is that big and good still beats small and good. Yeah. And I know here in Edmonton, we, you know, we all applauded. I certainly did, and I know you did, as the Oilers got bigger. And then when things went bad, everyone said, "Oh my God, they're too big and too slow." Yeah. And frankly, you know, Washington's huge. Like they're a big, they're a big team. team they're a big team, but they're fast and good. Big still beats small. Absolutely. All right. Just as we go to break here, it's one fourteen in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you. Uh, sad news in the Edmonton hockey community uh, last mm-hmm. week. Uh, a guy who spent a cup of coffee with the Boston Bruins, Ray Podlosky, was a sixty-six born player, uh, a stellar Western Hockey League. Uh, player. Ray Podlosky's service is uh, tomorrow. This information courtesy of Delwood Dave. Uh, Condolences to his wife, Sylvie, daughter, Sarah, brother and sister, uh, Gerald and Sandra, and mother, Liz. Uh, uh, Would he have been an old Maple Leaf? uh, He was an old Maple Him and Pacine, those guys. Dave Pacine's done. Dave Pacine, I played against Dave Pacine one year. Yeah, Podlosky and Pacine, they were were good. uh, Scott Pump team, that was... They were lovely name because they <laughs> pumped us every time. Oh yeah, us. those guys were good. Dave Pacine, uh, by all reports, I'm told, is is done quite well for himself. I believe he lives in uh, Northern California. Uh, Pacine actually was when. Oh, how did it work? I I thought it was Great Falls. That ended up, uh, and and maybe or maybe it was Spokane. The first time Spokane was in the league. Anyways, the WHL contracted a team, mm-hmm. and the players dispersed. And then the players that were on the list. This is long before the WHL Bantam draft. Those kids ended up. Uh, some of those kids ended up in PA, like Manny uh, Viveros, as well as Dave. Ended up in PA. As well as Dave Pasim, but Ray yeah. Podlowski's, uh Again, celebration of life uh, will be taking place tomorrow as we go to break. Man, that's too young. That is too young. 52 years of age. Be real. 
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. They've obviously seen you skate. Welcome back, everybody. 120 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Nothing wrong with my skating. No, you skate fine. You just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't exactly talker over there, uh, hey Brendan. I, I can't even. Time s- you played hockey, Bob? Uh, at least oh, that long ago. Huh? Uh, yeah, at least eight it. years ago. Yeah, I've never played hockey with Bob, so I'd love to one day. Yeah, right. I'd love we'll go to one day. one day. We should get him out, hey Brendan. Yeah, that'd be let's fun. get him out. I'd have to uh, <laughs> drop a little if we'll I was bring to bring the, the one of those portable uh, paddle things. You know, <laughs> the heart. What do they call those machines? <laughs> It's uh, 120 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers. Now, Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Hey, I'll show you, you look. I'm a lousy skater, but at least I skate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your skating that was the issue. Well, it was the lack of, of vision on the ice. Got lots of issues, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, so did we all. Play every we, Saturday morning the, at the CAC Arena. There we go. Hey, Spec, you know what they say. <laughs> you know, I just lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, yeah. and discipline. Those, that, was, that was Billy, Billy Moore's line to me when he had me in his uh, Pac-214 class at right. the U of A. I made the mistake of yelling at Coach Moore. We had to hit the goalpost, and I hit the goalpost, and he didn't see it. So you yelled at him. And that was That's a ba- good idea. That was a bad decision. Yeah. I went from an 8 to a 7 in a yeah. hurry. I wouldn't yell at Coach Moore. Funny how Coach, Coach Moore is how all the, uh, all the Golden Bear guys got 9s. Yeah, funny how that works. <laughs> uh, in fact, <laughs> yeah. you know what? The biggest, I guess Adam Morrison really needed that 9. The biggest mistake I made was I did not take Claire Drake's Hockey yeah. 214. Oh, yeah. No, it was awesome with Bill I was sitting there right across the street from me, and I took, I think, Hockey 210, and I didn't take the next one that he coached, and I kicked myself to this day. You know, uh, you know Dougie McCarthy? Yes, I saw uh, him the other night. Pretty good, pretty good player, right? This was a guy who put up 100 points in the West, uh, oh, really the WCHL in his 40s, okay? He was a good hockey player, played a long time. Played in the old Atlantic Coast League. Before ball. he played for the U of A. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, he played Claire against... Drake tor- tried to kind of squeeze one past the goalie on there on the Dougie McCarthy front. Oh, yeah. In other words... Dougie um, comes from pro hockey. He's got all of a sudden, he's got five years eligibility. Yeah, they whittled that one down to three in a hurry. Yeah, some mm. young guy at the gateway figured that out. Oh, way to go, Specky yeah. Costa. That's why he hates you I'll to this day. I'll never forget. <laughs> Claire Drake came to me and, you know, he's Claire Drake, man. He's the first coach and... And I broke the story that Dougie McCarthy doesn't have five years eligibility. He's only got three because he played two years in the Atlanta Coast League. And Coach Drake was so mad at me. And he says, you know, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why would you do that? I go, Coach, it's, that's my job. I'm the reporter. That's my job to do that. And he looked at me and he didn't say anything. And he said, so you think that's your job, do you? And then he walked away, and I was like, oh, my God. It's like my grandfather, you know, is disappointed in me. I was crushed. And a week from Thursday, you and me will be at uh, Coach Drake's Celebration of Life over at the University of Alberta. You think that's your job, do you? I got it one time pretty good. Uh, (laughs) He'd come back. He'd 
as you know, he's quick coach in the U of A after the 88-89 season. Went to the Winnipeg Jets for 89-90, mm-hmm. uh, where he set a single-season record for most lost VCRs, seven yes. in one year. I'm, I'm joking on that front, uh, because he could find anything when he re- needed to, come crunch time. But he was, you know, that's just yeah, the way he was. But uh, in 92, Alberta was playing Regina in the Canada West final. The Regina Cougars had six forwards who had had at least one 37-plus goal season in the Western League. They had guys with 50 goals. They had, uh, McKechnie had 50 goals back then. Lenny Nielsen was a terrific player yeah, for Regina Pats. Great uh, playmaking sentiment, 135-point score. And uh, the Bears uh, got a tremendous goaltending performance uh, from Derek Shabunka, won game one, and got up uh, one nothing after game two. And Coach Drake was my intermission guest. And I looked at him and said, Coach, and I was totally being tongue-in-cheek. I go, Alberta's got Regina right where they want. And he started lecturing. Never, you know, never, can, never get ahead of yourself. Never get ahead of yourself, yeah. kid. And I, yeah. I, of course, was joking around. Yeah. Speaking of coaching, so the news of the day, Doug White, who's a tremendous guy, uh, relieved of his duties as head coach. There's going to be collateral damage. Yeah, There's a lot of Edmonton area coach, uh, well, coach Luke Richardson, Freddie Brathwaite, Kelly Buckberger, all on that stuff. What happens? Well, that's... Traditionally, what happens is you, uh, Lou Lamorello will find himself a head coach, and he'll be looking for an experienced one. And that experienced head coach, uh, if he does indeed find one, will very likely have his own assistance. Uh, if I'm Kelly Buckberger, the best chance for me is if Lou Lamorello hires a less experienced coach who wishes to have... Uh, you know, to retain the staff for a, a level of familiarity, maybe a guy that, you know, I'm going to say this, if you hire Barry Trotz, he comes with assistance, and they say thanks for coming. If you hire, I don't know, a guy coming out of the NCAA, you know, for instance, maybe he keeps his assistance with him. We're all going to have to wait and see who Lou hires. Brendan, did I approve you of shooting me in uh, in studio and sending it out? What's with that? What, what, what behind, are you doing? Everyone loves behind the scene look, behind the scenes yeah. looks, Bob. Yeah. So it's all good. All right. Uh, by the way, Spec, 2018, man. You're on Twitter. Jack Cookson, uh, Jack Cookson from Pro M Sports. I got to go see Jack. He just uh, found a photo of Vladimir Kovic. And uh, we'll tweet that out the aftermath of the legendary Mark Messier elbow. Oh, there he is. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Pro M Sports, where in town can you say, bring up Victor Coven? And then drive in and buy a picture of the guy with fresh blood. There's a trainer holding a, a, I don't know, some kind of tissue up over his eye. Even a Kleenex isn't big enough to cover all the blood streaming down this poor guy's face from Mark Messier's elbow. Way to go. I'm pretty sure that game was in Edmonton. It was. That's why I was there. I was there with, like, my dad. Okay. Yeah. It was was in Edmonton. It was one of those touring back in the day when they had the tour. No, it was the Canada Cup. That was the 84 Canada Cup. But it wasn't a real game. I think it was uh, an exhibition game. game. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, Um, It was uh, pretty legendary back in the day. You know who we have coming up? Remember Jeff Ward? Yeah. Spent years with the Oilers organization, Boston's organization. Yeah, good he made guy, a pretty right? good living for himself. He was over in Europe, and now he's back in the NHL uh, with the Calgary Flames. Yeah, is he not an associate coach? I believe he is an associate, so Peters. he's he's going to be uh, joining us. So, uh, hey, spec the the Vegas Golden Knights win Ooh. Game Five, or is this? I don't is, know. You know, it's isn't it funny how someone said to me today. Uh, Oh, Washington wants to win more. Well, that's not true. Vegas wants to win just as much. But what I think he means to say is Washington's will right now is way stronger than Vegas's will, right? The things Washington are doing are working. 
yeah. the way they're playing is apparently too much for Vegas. And when you watch Vegas, they still want to win, but everything they've been doing all the way, all of a sudden it's not enough anymore, right? What uh, happened with Winnipeg and Vegas? What was the difference ultimately? Well, game, game three and game four I mean, in Vegas. It, it was had a goal ton team. to do with Flurry. Right. He came out of that series, if I'm not mistaken, Bob, with a 956 yeah. save percentage. Right. Well, he's at 850 he, in this series. If you keep 956 going, that comes with a Stanley Cup ring. Right. The problem is keeping it going. Right. And he and, can't keep it going. And Flurry. Hellebuck versus Flurry just in game three alone in that series. That was the turning point. Hellebuck gave up two goals, one in each game, and that was enough. Do you know when the turning point in the Stanley Cup final occurred? Where? Final seconds of game two. When Holpe pulled that puck out of the net on the open net, well, right? sure. If that puck goes in, maybe Vegas wins in overtime. In maybe overtime, we're having two nothing. We're having a completely uh, different discussion. And that's instead, the line is that's what if what if Neil scores in the empty net two minutes into the game last night? Right. Are we going back to Vegas tied two two? Who knows? Instead, it's that close. Mark, I will look forward, and I, I mean this in all sincerity. Uh, I will look forward to drilling you on the ice one final time, <laughs> just for old times' sake. <laughs> baby See you next Tuesday, bro. All right, all right. Uh, Randy Kilburn up next with a global news weather traffic update. We'll come back with uh, Flames assistant Jeff Ward.